Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. reason we are late coming into the segment is we are efforting efforting right well live radio a lot of efforting correct or they're on assignment <laughs> which means they're at home eating a bowl of fruit loops in their underwear watching nick at night yeah well that happens welcome back morning drive goodman hurdle you can reach us on the roller auctions twitter feed at bruce hurdle at eric goodman Wednesday, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Carmelo Anthony is back in the crosshairs of uh, Nuggets fans. He went on a podcast yesterday, and apparently he feels disrespected that the Nuggets gave Nikola Jokic number 15. Look me in my eyes. You had to feel away when they gave Jokic <laughs> that 15, bro, because that's mellow. Hell yeah. Did you think it was a petty maneuver? It was a petty maneuver. It wasn't like, oh, we got numbers to choose from. It was like, here. Take this one. You got 15. Ooh. And y'all put Jokic in the middle of that. He don't know what the f*** He don't even on. care. He could have been like, I want to wear 15. He could have been like, 15 is here. I can wear 15. Oh, that's... Mellow's numb. You know what I mean? Like, just pay homage. I don't know. He could have won because he wanted to pay homage. Right. But what I believe is that they gave him 15 to try to erase what you did over what there. I your did. accomplishments over there. And That's that. crazy. I used to think about it. I don't think about this shit no more, though. Yeah. Because what's meant to be is meant to be. I defended Carmelo in the first segment. Yeah. But let me take exactly what he said. The Nuggets gave a guy who was drinking two two-liter bottles of soda a day <laughs> out of shape and a second-round pick, that number to destroy Carmelo Anthony's legacy. Carmelo Anthony said it wrong on so many different levels. I'll briefly repeat what I said in the first hour of the show. No one ever wore the number two after Alex English left. No one ever wore the number 44 after Dan Issel left. Carmelo Anthony is one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. He put this team on the map. He isn't as important to the Nuggets as Floyd Little was to the Broncos. Floyd Little is not a top 10 player or top three or four player of all time in Broncos history, but he is recognized because of what he meant to the organization. Carmelo Anthony put the Nuggets back on the map. They were a 17-win team. They were bad the year before. They were on national television the day he got there. They were in the playoffs every single year. You could talk about it being selfish, not making his teammates better, yada, yada, yada. 
Dominique Wilkins didn't make his teammates better. Alex English didn't make his teammates better. And oh, by the way, those two guys, by the way, didn't play a hell of a lot of defense either. They should have retired, not retired. They should not have given Anthony Randolph the number to open the door to Jokic. Was that petty by the Nuggets? You better believe it was. They were pissed off on the way it ended, that their hand was forced to trade to a certain team. The story behind him being traded, don't have time to get into. It's not as much mellow as you think it is. That's a story for another day. But forcing a trade to New York, yes, that was a very, very bad look. What Carmelo Anthony should have said, and he probably wasn't thinking, nobody should have gotten my number. Now, that arrogance would have pissed off Nuggets fans anyway, but quite frankly, he would not have been wrong. Yeah, and I would have listened to that. I mean, giving Nikola Jokic 15 to a race. That's what I mean. That's just, I mean, I mean, come on. I he, mean, he, that's I, just ridiculous. If, again, if he was sitting down in front of me and you and I explained it to him on how he misspoke and how he probably feels, he'd look at me and he'd say, Eric, that's exactly how I feel. Do you think he cares? Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, just listen to the way he talked. If he really cares, he needs to just kind of think a little bit more before he talks. Listen, there, that's are, all. there are plenty of athletes mm-hmm. who, and, and executives that are so upset with an organization that they will never walk back in that building again. Right. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is a good example. Yeah. Bill Veck with the White Sox is a good example. There are players like that that would never go back. Now, a lot of this was Carmelo's doing, and the Nuggets need to have some accountability in the way this unfolded as well. However, it's a Carmelo Anthony that wanted the trade, but then again, he did sign a second contract. Mm-hmm. In, in a nutshell, it is my understanding through two really, really good sources, the story goes this way. After the Nuggets went to the Western Conference Finals, Stan Kroenke said to Melo, we are breaking this thing up. I've been spending in the luxury tax, trying to win a championship, and we're just not going to go any further than this. Chauncey Billups, he has passed his prime. This is just not going to happen. We're going to rebuild. And Melo said, I don't want to be around for a rebuild. Can you blame him for that? No. He had signed a second contract. He had been here seven years. I wouldn't want to be part of a rebuild either. I'm with you. Then Masai Ujiri walks in the door and talks to Melo and says, you're part of our future. I want to build around you. And Melo, from what I was told, was said, that's great. The problem is he's getting one message from a brand new GM in Masai Ujiri and then another message from the owner. I think I'd listen to the owner. That's right. And then he said, you know what? After talking to his wife, and oh, by the way, Lala is not Yoko Ono. Let's not go down that road too far. I love did, the comp, though. That's did, great. Did, did she have a role in this? Of course she did. Tell me, tell me anybody who is married that you're not going to listen to your wife. Because if you're not, uh, you're on the road to divorce. But I love the comp of the two names, Lala and Yoko. Correct. I mean, that, that you don't get any better than that. Right. Look, my deal with, with Melo is, hasn't changed an iota. He was a me guy in Denver. He was a me guy in New York. The only yep. time I All really, the only time that I really liked Mello as a player was when he was representing this country. And for that, I'm like, I take my hat off to him because he was, by all accounts, a really good teammate at the international level. Nikola Jokic has done so much in such a unique way for the Nuggets. There is now a narrative 
about just about every player that is going to walk through the Nuggets door moving forward. Does he make your team better? He has set that standard where he makes everybody around him better. Honestly, again, did Alex English truly make his teammates better? Was he a great defensive player? No. Was he a a wicked great passer? No. But he had one of the best mid-range jump shots in the history of the league. He was quite a scorer. Now, Carmelo, defensively, it was like it didn't exist. Ole. Okay. Fair. Should he have had more rebounds at his size? Absolutely. But go back, if you remember about Carmelo Anthony, where the Nuggets were. Every time he stepped on the floor, you felt they had a chance to win. Yeah specifically with under 10 seconds to go because that guy hit so many clutch shots to win games. He was unstoppable as a shooter. He was unstoppable in the post because he was such a unique athletic talent. If if you're too far off him, he'll fire up a shot. If you're too far close to him, he will plow you over. Is there any way that that relationship can be repaired? Yeah, it can be eventually. I mean, it can be, but but who, who, how is it going to work? It's going to have to go honestly through Josh and Stan Kroenke. Okay, because they are the consistents that are still here. Yeah. Okay. I hope that it happens, and I really mean that. I mean, think about during the NBA Finals when I said to you on the air, "It'd be great, yes, if you, Carmelo Anthony shows up for a game." It would Just have been show awesome, up. unannounced. Yeah. Just show up. But but Melo is playing the passive-aggressive game. Yeah. He's angry from afar. He's angry from afar and then saying, well, it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I don't really think about that S when actually he thinks about it a fair amount. I mean, that's I fairly I, evident. I don't think that he thinks about it much because he knows who he is. He knows what his legacy is. He knows he didn't win a championship. He knows he's on the NBA All-75 team. He knows that he has gold medals. And his two closest friends are LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. Ton of money in the bank. He's doing just fine. You're darn right. No complaints. He doesn't care that much. But if he's asked, he will tell you. But but the problem for Melo is he is not being accountable for what he needs to own. Do you think, though, that part of it is that he really is a fundamentally good guy? He's a great guy. Somewhat misunderstood, but he continues to step in it and make it sound like he's not a good guy. Carmelo Anthony, a psychiatrist, would diagnose him this way. He is a pleaser. He wants people around him to be happy. He's he's very non-confrontational. However, when you look at that personality off the court, he's the complete opposite on the court, which is selfish. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Ask George Carl. He'll tell you the same thing. Yeah. Well, I think George has made the public. I think I, I think I read, remember it on social media saying it's time, it's time to recognize fifteen. And and he's not an easy guy to coach. I told you what happened when he got to the Nuggets. Sure, Jeff Bezdelic, head coach, said to Mello, "I need you to play some defense." And and according to Jeff, what he told me was, Mello said to him. I didn't play any defense at Syracuse. We won a championship. Why do I need to play defense here? That's not very coachable. No, it isn't. So there are a lot of flaws with Carmelo Anthony, and he needs to recognize his part in the divorce. He just won't do it. Mm. And that is unfortunate. It is too bad. But he is right in saying the, the Nuggets were petty, handing his number to Anthony Randolph right when Melo walked out the door. He's one of the most important 
players in the history of that organization, and he should have been recognized for that. But because there were such hard feelings, they did not do that. It's not Jokic's fault. Certainly, the Nuggets did not predict that Jokic is going to be Jokic. If they could have predicted that, he would have been a first-round pick. Well, of course. And, and there wouldn't have been a Taco Bell commercial running on television because that's what they thought of Jokic, too. Yeah, right. Didn't even see him drafted. Coming up after the break, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ, joins us next to talk about the season and this upcoming offseason. What are the Broncos going to do about Russell Wilson and that contract? And are they about are they about to take a couple of steps back after taking a step forward this season? Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, auction for construction and contracting equipment, and that auction is open right now. You can get new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, when it comes to my health, uh, it's really important to me, and I really do trust it inherently with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock or Aurora. Uh, they specialize in making sure that your entire body and mind is healthy. I've experienced this firsthand with Dr. Lee when my blood work comes back. And they do my blood work more than many of the other chop shops out there. Because Dr. Lee wants to keep an eye on all of this. He takes all the time that I need to go over every single panel to make sure, do I need more testosterone? Do I need more estrogen blockers? Do I need B12? Anything to get me to my optimum health. Schedule your appointment today at crmenshealth.com. That's crmenshealth. Dot com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. Let's go out to the hotline. Every Friday on the show, we bring on Todd Davis, Super Bowl champion. Um, good morning, Todd. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, I think uh, Bruce and I talked about it earlier this week about the Broncos season. Was it a success? I don't know if you can call it that, but Bruce said it well. There was progress. My concern is, and Bruce's concern is, they did take a step forward. But when you look at the impending cut of Russell Wilson, which, which is going to be $85 million in dead cap, either over one year or spread over two years, they don't have a quarterback of the future, and they're not going to have any money to spend in free agency, and they only have six draft picks, none in the second round. Do you see it the same same way we do, that this Broncos team is about to take two steps back? Uh, In a lot of ways, I do. Um, I know that Sean always likes to mention the um, Detroit Lions of last year and kind of want to mimic what they did with their success and kind of having a run late, and then that springboarding them into the season they're having this year. 
only problem with that is, you know, they had a quarterback consistent through that time. And, you know, the NFL is a quarterback-driven league. So I definitely feel like uh, we will take a couple steps back, whether it's, you know, drafting another quarterback, a young quarterback, and trying to build him into the quarterback we need for the future. I don't think that next year necessarily means that we're going to be able to take the same jump the Lions did and have a phenomenal season um, after this one. All right, so then give us your overall view, Todd, about year one of Sean Payton. What do we know about him now? Now, obviously, you knew a lot more because you played for him in New Orleans, but what do we know a lot more about what now, about what makes this guy tick after one year? Really, I think it's his love for success. I think he loves success. He wants to be successful, and he's going to push the guys to be able to do so. Um, I think that you can never count uh, Sean Payton or this team out starting one and five, going on the run they did. That's all because of coaching that is in house. We've seen a lot of other teams around the league, the Panthers, um, start one and five, and then end also with a terrible record. So, um, almost got back to 500. We're in a much better place than we were the past six years. Um, we're definitely getting better, and I look for this team to continue to make adjustments, to continue to get better, and continue to you know push the envelope on how to become successful. If you were Sean Payton, would you even consider bringing back Russell Wilson, or is that over? I mean, I think we have to consider it because I think, yep. like I said, his number one goal is to win. And if you, you know, have eighty million in debt cap, that definitely you know ties your hands with your ability to get free agents and really build your roster to win. And you know, it's not everybody's first choice, I think, right now, but. It may be the choice you have to take if winning is really a priority right now. So what does Peyton have to do? What does Wilson have to do to make this work? Because publicly, this has been a crap show over the last week and a half to two weeks. Yeah, it's been crazy. And so, honestly, I think for the deal to work, you know, Russ may have to uh, readjust his figures and renegotiate the contract uh, from a player standpoint. I don't know why he would do that when you have guaranteed money in the NFL. It's always hard to get money guaranteed. And when you have it, you want to try and hold on to it. Um, so that's what would have to happen. He would have to have more of a team friendly deal in order to get this deal to work. Um, all right. Enough on the Broncos. Let's move into the playoffs this weekend. You sure you want to do that? No. Yeah. Okay. Before we oh, move into you, the playoffs. Well, then go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you played with Champ Bailey, or you just missed him? Is that right? Yeah, I just missed Champ. Okay. Let's use Talib and Chris Harris. Pat Sertan, his trajectory is better than both of them, and they were outstanding. Is there a is question? Is that, is that a question? Oh. Yeah, that's a question. Is, <laughs> okay. is Patrick Sertan already better than both of those guys looking at his trajectory? And that's not a knock on Akeeb, and that's not a knock on Chris, who, by the way, is an all-decade team player. Yeah, I think his trajectory is really high right now. I do feel like, um, you know, when it's all said and done, he can't have a career similar or better to both of those guys. Um, the only difference with Tlaib, Tlaib and Chris at this point is just they were able to get their hands on the ball a little bit more often than uh, Pat has been able to. Yeah, yeah, he, he's breaking up passes and, and really being a lockdown corner. I just feel like at certain times throughout the game, Chris and the key, 
uh, yeah. were able to, you know, really change the game by creating interceptions, forcing fumbles. And I think that's another piece of pass game that he's going to continue to improve on. And once he gets that locked down, he'll, you know, he'll be one of the best corners to ever put on the Broncos jersey. One of the most amazing thing to me about the NFL is their postseason. It's great in and of itself, but inevitably storylines develop that make it so compelling that you just got to be able to pull up a seat and watch it. Tyreek Hill is going back to Kansas City this weekend. That in and of itself is, to me, very, very interesting. But I think, Todd, the Rams going to the Lions, the whole Jared Goff, Matt Stafford thing, the whole thing that the dynamic between the two makes this as good a theater as you can possibly get for an opening round playoff game. Is there a question in there? Do you think that you think so? <laughs> yes, I think this is going to be a great matchup. I don't know who's putting together the NFL script. Right. Over the last couple of years, they've been doing a great job uh, finding matchups and getting guys to go back to the teams that they played for for many years and have important games um, that really will change the outcome of the season. I think that the Rams have kind of had a rocky start. They kind of caught their groove a little later in the season. Um, and I think they're going to be a tough matchup for the for the Lions. The Lions, of course, have had a good season throughout, had their ups and downs, whooped us pretty good when we went out there and played them. So they're definitely a team that's ready to kind of springboard into you know their next phase. But the thing about the Lions is if, they, if they're able to win this game, I think they can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I think it's very possible that they lose this game and then they're done. Yeah, that's a, that's a common theme. Yeah. That a, is. a lot of football players will say publicly about the weather that we are going to see in Kansas City. Mm. That's football weather. We love playing that type of weather. Who the hell we're, likes playing we're, we're, that? We're football players. We're, 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 we're loaded with testosterone. That's our type of game. Privately, do you really want to play in that type of weather? Hell no. There's, right. There's really <laughs> nothing fun about it. Your, your fingers are numb. You, you know, you got to tackle guys left and right. And then really as a football player, it really limits the game that we're playing. Like there's not much passing. Um, it's going to be a running game. It kind of limits and dictates what defenses we can run and what offenses they can run. So it's a very limiting football game. It's fun for the first 10 minutes, but then when everything is, is hurting and you got to still tackle uh, Marshawn Lynch or Pacheco running down the sideline, it's not fun anymore. So it is what it is. Who, who, real quick, because I have a follow-up. Who are you picking in that game, Kansas City or Miami? Real quick. No, I think I'm – I know, I know Kansas City has looked trash all year, and they've had their ups and downs, and they really haven't been the Kansas City Chiefs that we've known uh, as of late. But, you know, a cold game in Kansas City, yeah. Miami's coming from some beautiful weather. Right. I think the Chiefs find a way to pull it off. Yeah, now I want you to square this circle with that answer and your previous answer. Who would you rather have, Pacheco or A-Chain and Mozart? Because well, I, I, mean, I I would go with A-Chain and Mozart, and if it's going to be a running game, I like the Dolphins' chances even more. Yeah, but, boy, Pacheco's a – he's a load, dude. He is. Yeah, you put you put two against one, so I definitely would take the two backs um, that have had a great season versus the one. The only thing I will say is A-Chain and Mozart are great. They're speed guys. They're speed guys. On an 80 degrees with 80% yep. humidity, they may run for 1,000 yards. 
Pacheco looks like he's running through snow every time he runs. Yeah. So I think he's prepared for the snow game. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up. Yeah, and and don't and don't you take don't don't you take Mahomes over to a in that in that yeah. in that situation yeah. too. Surely, sure you do. Yeah. So anyway, all right, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, one more quick thing. Uh, Justin Simmons joined the Broncos in 2016, right after you guys won the Super Bowl. Could you have possibly imagined? the type of success that he is having as a Bronco now that he's been named to another Pro Bowl. And I know I'm putting you on the spot here. If you could take 2016, um, if you could take 2023 Justin Simmons and put him on the team 2016, does he replace Darian Stewart? Oh, wow, you really put me on the spot. I know that's, I did. Uh, that's a good one, though. I mean, these are all friends of yours. I understand. He's not going to replace TJ because TJ's a strong safety. I get it. That's why I had to pick Darian, and I think Darian was incredibly underrated in what he did that year. Incredibly underrated. Yeah, for, for sure. So first to your first question, uh, no, I don't know if anybody could have projected Justin to be um, as big of a piece and as great of a player as he was. I mean, I think he was a third-round pick at the time we come in. Usually you expect those guys to be helpful and um, be, a you know, a solid piece. But, you know, he has quickly became the best safety in the league. Um, and so he has really maximized all of his uh, potential, and he looks really great. So I think that he's a phenomenal player, and I'm definitely glad he's still a Bronco because he is – uh, really the most important piece of that team. When you think about a guy as far as his leadership, his work ethic, um, his mentality, he's everything you want as a football player. So he is balling. And to your second question, you know, I think the group that we had yeah. was special because of the guys um, in that room. And I think that they all played together. And I, and I love Justin, and I love his mentality, and I love his enthusiasm. But Darian, uh, yeah. TJ, Akeem, they were all very similar in their personalities and how they were, and I think that's why they mesh so well together. So, yes, Justin would come in and be a phenomenal piece to add, but just as far as, like, the mentality um, um, and the way those guys thought, they all thought the same. They all were very similar on and off the field, so I think that's why they mesh so well together. So I would kind of leave the group the way it was just because it's unique when you have four guys that all kind of think the same, all kind of act the same, and all kind of have the same energy. Great answer. That 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 is a great, great answer. Great point that I know Bruce did not think of. No, I sure did. Tell us about the Davis Fund. <laughs> <laughs> the Davis Fund is a real estate development firm uh, that I started here in Denver, Colorado, building um, for income, low income, and workforce housing. I've got a lot of projects going now, and I'm excited for the future and just continue to build this city up, uh, continuing to make it more and more beautiful. How do uh, people get a hold of you if they want to get involved? Best way to get in, in touch with me is um, to email me at toddavis at thedavisfund.com and reach out to me. Let me know how you want to get involved. And also, I have a website coming out. Ooh. It'll be out in about two weeks. It's called uh, Townhomes Out Mount Air. It's a townhome development I'm doing in Lakewood, Colorado. Wow. 19 town townhome units right on Depew Street. Uh, so the townhomes out in Air will be uh, live in about a couple of days. Outstanding. Hey, Todd, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Todd. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Coming up after the break, lots of great games this weekend. Five, then one on Monday. Who's going to win? Our not-so-expert <laughs> opinion is next.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Auction is open right now. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rowerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. We have about three, four minutes to buzz through our predictions right. for the games. And I know people are just waiting. Hanging, hanging in yeah. the balance. What they're going to do is they're going to listen to our predictions and say, oh, my God, they're wrong almost half the time anyway. Yeah, reverse I'm, barometer. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go George Costanza on what Goodman and Hurdle tell us. Okay. Uh, Saturday gets kicked off. Browns, Texans. Texans get two. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Browns. Win by three. Defense, the difference in this game. Texans, inexperienced, blah, blah, blah. And C.J. Stroud hasn't played in a while. Right. Okay. Dolphins, Chiefs. Uh, I trust the Chiefs at home. Even though I don't really trust either one of these teams, when push comes to shove, I'll take the team that's done it over the team that hasn't. And the Dolphins really have, I think, one good win this season. I, and, and now they're going to play in minus one degree in yeah. Kansas City. Uh, I don't see it. I think when the temperature is below 40 degrees, they're like 0-10. I mean, they haven't. They, they just don't win in the cold. Right. Steelers, Bills. This one, it, there's trepidation in this one because Mike Tomlin has somehow made this team the 10 and 7. I thought this was the team that was going to fold its tent the fastest, but they didn't. Watt not being available is big for me. The 10 is a lot of points, but I'm taking the Bills at home. I'm looking at three particular games in which the fans will be outside of the facility with pitchforks and torches mm. if it goes the wrong way. Mm. Kansas City. Mm. Yes. Buffalo. Yes. And Dallas. Could you imagine Dallas losing this game at home? No. Because I could tell you right now, you know what the speculation right. is going to be? Bill Belichick's our new head coach. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I can't. I mean, the Cowboys are unbeaten and they're ungodly at home. Yeah. So uh, this to me would be a monstrous upset, even with the seven Cowboys and lay the points. This has the narrative. Th there's going to be one of two narratives on this Packers-Cowboys game from a Green Bay perspective. It's okay we lost their a year away anyway because they're so young. And if they wind up winning the game, they're a year ahead of schedule. Yeah, I agree. And I'll pull for the Packers because of your pop. Yep, me too. I, I really will. He's going to be wearing his Jerry Kramer jersey. Ah, I love that. Yep. Well, they need more than Jerry Kramer, I think, tomorrow. They do. Rams-Lions. This is the one that is as up for grabs as any. Yep. Intriguing on so many different on so many different levels. Jared Goff threw for four, nearly forty six hundred yards and thirty touchdowns. I right. mean, the dude had an unbelievable year. I like the chip on the shoulder. I wish it was two and a half, but it's three. 
but I'm st- I'm taking Detroit at home against the Rams. Okay, and finally, even with even without Laporta, finally the game on Monday, and this is and this isn't a game that almost feels impossible to pick. It does, but I'm taking, and I'm doing it with trepidation. I'm taking the Eagles yeah. because they just can't be this bad. Right, they just can't. They were in the damn Super Bowl a year ago. Right. They started 10-1. and one. They can't be this bad. Or can they? Or can they? What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? The Raiders interviewed this Broncos executive for their open general manager job. And who are some of the top candidates to replace Nick Saban at Alabama? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. The auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Earlier on in the show, I told you about my guy, Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock and Aurora. To me, he is like a second internist. And he is really good at what he does. And there's so many chop shops out there, honestly, that just want to push testosterone on you, whether you need it or not. They're going to make you feel insecure about having ED. Working with Dr. Lee, and I do my blood work with him more often than any of those chop shops out there, he will take the time with me, take all the time that I need to explain to me what is going on today and how I can help myself moving forward. With that, good morning, Dr. Lee. How are you? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. I know that uh, you have a process on how you do things. When you decided on what your process was going to be, how much did you look at other places like yours and say, we just need to go George Costanza and do the complete opposite? Oh, it's a, it's a good point. Um, even I've been on testosterone for almost 10 years. And I'm, you look fantastic. Oh, man, thanks a bunch. I appreciate that. For the but, holidays, it's hard to look fantastic. Well, I got you know? to tell you, did the <laughs> testosterone you prescribe for yourself make you lose your hair, or did that just happen naturally? No, that was already there. That's what I thought. That's, yeah, that's an, that's an X-linked gene issue with your <laughs> mother's father. There's a uh, we do do a lot of uh, genetic testing and hair work um, on the side, but back to your question, you know, I'm a medical doctor and this is a controlled substance, so I can't prescribe for myself. And so I've had to uh, deal with these other testosterone providers over the last decade. And what I can tell you first and foremost is the first place that I was with for six years, 
I saw a doctor once right. and the rest of the time I dealt with a medical assistant and I was pretty much teaching her yeah. how to interpret the labs. Um, and to the other place I went to, I had to go in every week and man, I'm a busy guy. That's difficult to do. And so, um, <clears throat> I had a lot of bad experiences with these other places. And I think that's what helped sort of construct, uh, what I thought was the ideal way to approach this. So when people sign up with Castle Rock Men's Health, and I already know my process, but I would like you to explain it to our listeners and our viewers. When people contact Castle Rock Men's Health, how does the process begin and where does it go from there? Well, it, it begins uh, by doing an intake screening exam. It's called an Adams uh, questionnaire, and it's, uh, it's a vetted scientific process to see if you uh, could potentially have uh, low testosterone and if it would be uh, worth uh, further exploration with labs. Uh, the next issue is uh, getting labs. And the nice thing about what we do is we offer labs for $149. And just so your viewers understand, uh, that's about a $1,300 value uh, because we do a, a very extensive lab evaluation uh, to really get at the source of the problem and not only look at your testosterone, but look at potentially other things that could be causing you to feel bad, uh, like your blood counts, kidney function, liver function, thyroid function, um, you know, is, is this a brain tumor, those kind of questions. Uh, and then finally, uh, after that lab has been drawn and processed, you get with a medical provider, whether it's a medical doctor or one of the PAs that works with me, which is a physician assistant. I think everybody knows what that means at this point, uh, or one of the registered nurses uh, who have years of experience and are following my processes to really evaluate not only your testosterone level, but you as an entire person. Because as we've talked about before, uh, we really need a lifestyle change. Uh, we really need <clears throat> to talk about diet, exercise, sleep, sex, spirituality. It goes on and on. And so we, we try to look at the entire person through the process. And if you're a candidate and if it sounds like right for you, you get on a, uh, a monthly plan with no, uh, like some of our competitors will lock you in for a full year up front. Right. Man, I think that sounds uh, pretty scary. So we're on a month-to-month. We want service to lead the way. And I think you just laid it out beautifully that it's more than just testosterone. It is full body health. That's what I get when I'm with you. And here's something else that people should know as well. I love the way that you guys communicate. And it's like clockwork. When my testosterone and estrogen blockers run out, it's amazing that just (laughs) suddenly an email appears saying, it has been shipped. I don't have to go down to Castle Rock. I don't have to go down to Aurora. It just suddenly shows up at my door right when I need it pretty much to the day or the day before. You guys do an amazing job. How do people get a hold of you? Oh, great. We'd love a call, 720-524-8949. That number can access either location or you can find us online at www castlerockmenshealth.com. 
com. And as always, thank you so much for your time, Eric. By the way, you told me something. I hate to let you know this. You told me something that I already knew, that the gene comes from the mother's father. And my grandfather looked like a cue ball. And I am well <laughs> on my way. Have a, have a nice weekend, my friend. You do the same, sir. Everyone enjoy yourself. Thank you. See you, Dr. Lee. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, guys, just in case you missed it, the Raiders interviewed Broncos executive Kelly Klein Van Calligan for their open uh, general manager job. She's the Broncos executive director of football operations and a special advisor to, to George Payton. She is the first known Broncos executive to interview for an open GM role in the NFL this year and is viewed as a rising star in the player personnel uh, world. Do you think Kelly Klein Van Calligan has a shot at landing with the Raiders as their GM? I hope she gets it for two reasons. Number one, good for her. Yeah. Helping her career. A female GM. I think that's fantastic. I believe a third-round pick coming back to the Broncos for hiring a minority, women, someone who's black, That I believe that nets a third-round pick. I think you're right. So I am all for it you're on for it. so many different levels. You're for it. You're you're for it both going and coming. Yes, pretty good, good stuff. Good for her. Yes, good for the Broncos. By the way, I have some very interesting news for oh, you, Bruce. Good because you have been sweating this all week. Yes, you, I'm not even sure what it is. You can watch the Chiefs Dolphins game on Saturday for no cost. Sign up for Paramount. One week free trial. You can cancel any time. Sign up an hour before the game. When the game is over, cancel. Boom. No cost. Thank you, Eric. That's why I'm here. You are nothing but a giver. Like that? And never ask for anything in return. I am always thinking of you. Thank you. And you, Alex. I appreciate it. And you, Brett. It's all about you. It's all about everyone else. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. They always have great specials on wine right now. Italian wines are on special. They deliver to the entire Denver metro area. A lot of games going on this weekend. Go stock up. Argonaut Wine and Liquor, every delivery over 200 bucks is free. I hope that's enough for you to watch those games. <laughs> and you know the irony is the game is going to suck to watch. Because Which, Todd's uh, right. I mean, you're no one's going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be running. Right. Just trying to survive the temperatures. Who, who enjoys that? People say, I love watching a game when there's bad weather. I don't. It's crappy, sloppy it, football. Right. What's enjoyable about I, it? I mean, that's when you like football indoors. Right. right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm gonna enjoy that game. I'm gonna enjoy that Dolphins game as much as I enjoyed the Dolphins against the Broncos. Ooh, make it the best possible weekend you can.